the Snow Only Property Podcast. Brought to you by Snow Only, the world's largest ski property platform. The only dedicated ski property podcast. Welcome to episode six of the Snow Only Property Podcast. We are delighted here today to have Alex, who is Senior Advisor for Athena Advisors. Alex, welcome to the Snow Only Property Podcast. Hi, Mark. So what we're going to do today, we'll go through a nice series of questions for you. I'm sure anyone that's listening would love to hear your answers. So I think we just kind of start off nice and easy. And if you just give us a bit of an introduction about yourself and about your company and what you specialize in. Yeah, thanks, Mark. We are Athena Advisors, headquartered in London. We have satellite offices in the areas that we work in. So that's predominantly France and Portugal. And I guess our, our real focus is, um, is uh, working with uh, developers on uh, new build projects and really creating a sort of a one-stop shop. So this is for uh, people, uh, clients buying into both France and Portugal um, and, and giving all the necessary advice that's required, whether it be uh, you know, the right projects, the right locations, uh, working with the right banks. We have an in-house finance team and also a client relations team that deal with um, with all the contracts and uh, it's something that we've been doing for over 15 years and so uh, yeah it seems to be working pretty well so far. As we said uh, pre-recording you said you were advisors and not salespeople, which is obviously very <laughs> important so you guys kind of yeah. have the knowledge right so you, uh, people calling you up just to get advice predominantly on ski properties and you have the experience right? Yeah that's right Mark I mean you know we um we're, we're, we're a team that's obviously, yeah, as I said, headquartered in London. Most of the time, a client will come to us uh, with a specific requirement, whether it be buying into Paris or buying into the French Alps or, or buying in, uh, in Portugal. Um, I would say that probably bulk of our revenue comes uh, from the French Alps, and that's really where we started. And yeah, I mean, it's just listening to the, what the requirements are. And we're not tied to any particular resorts or any particular project. We're really there to listen to, to what, the, what, what the client wants and, and what they want to get out of the purchase, whether it be an investment, whether it be a, a mixture of an investment and, and lifestyle purchase. And, and obviously, depending on their budget and the number of bedrooms they're looking for and, and the type of resort that they want to be in, it's up to us to find them and put them into contact with yeah, the right projects and the right resort. That's really interesting, Alex. So as you said, predominantly, we'll move on to that in a second, but predominantly you deal with new builds and not resales, right? Right. So if Correct. someone was going to come to you and basically say, I'm after um, this criteria of property, but in any particular location, you will then go and find the property in that location? Yeah. I mean, it's as I said before, we're not tied to any particular projects. Um, I would say that within, let's take, a, res uh, a ski resort, for example, there are uh, at any given time, you know, a certain number of projects that are being built. For the most part, we will have contacts with those developers that are building them. And then it's a question of, you know, finding the right ones, making a short list. And then, you know, we also have um, Charles Antoine, who's based uh, in our ANSI office, and he will meet um, our clients on the ground. And uh, this is something that's very, very useful for people uh, to do is actually when you, know, you are build, buying off plan is to actually go to the location and, and see it for yourself. 
and meet Charles Antoine, again, who's extremely experienced in, in, in that regard. COVID has meant that this has shifted somewhat. And, you know, we're extremely surprised to see that a lot of our sales now are being done remotely. So this is a video call with Charles on site in a resort selling a project to someone in another part of the world. And, um, and over 70% of our sales last year was, were, were done in this, in this way. That's um, incredible. So, That's which, which is actually, yeah, it's incredible to see how we've adapted and how the market has adapted and also how the clients have adapted because clients are now happy if they know the resort well and they know what they're looking for it's quite easy for them to make a decision on that basis. And we're very surprised at how well it's worked. Again, do you find predominantly that people will always buy in resorts that they are familiar with? It's actually a big mixture, really. I mean, you know, you, you will have clients that will want to buy in one resort. It obviously makes it easier, I would say, uh, because they're already quite focused. And in that, reg- and, and in that sense, you know, it's, it's, it's easy for them, for, for us to point them in the right direction, depending on what they're looking for. You will get other clients who have a budget and they want us to suggest to them the potential resorts that might be interesting for them to look at. And again, that's something that we can do. And then, yeah, so, 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 it's, so it's really, you get all types of clients and, 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 that's, um, and, you know, and we're very used to dealing with that. What we kind of touched on a bit before was the new builds. I'm kind of interested to just go down there for a bit. So you only deal with new builds, right? So explain a little bit why you do that and why you don't do resales. What are the advantages that you think for a buyer for a new build property? Yeah, I, I think um, maybe unlike other, um, other areas uh, outside of the French Alps, new builds are a really good fit for, for Alpine property. You know, the, the types of materials that are being used at the moment, whether it be sort of wood and stone and the new builds that are built, being built at this point of time are often a lot nicer than, I would say, the existing stock. Um, so straight away, you know, when you're looking at new builds, for example, on the coast in south of France or new builds in Paris, it, it's, it's not really comparable because they're probably not as desirable, I would say. Um, whereas in the French Alps, for sure, new builds really hold their own. Also, you know, there are advantages to buying new builds in the sense that, you know, they're, they're desirable. So from a rental perspective, it's, it's, in, it's interesting and the yields can be um, more attractive in that sense. And, and definitely to rent these properties will be, will be easier because of the way they look and, 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 um, and the way they present. You know, also from uh, being able to sort of influence the layout. So if you get in early on a project and, and you're looking at floor plans, you can already discuss with the developer as to how you want the layout to be and also the, the interior finishes and that kind of thing. So again, you can really tailor it to, to, to what you're looking for and, and, and make it more personal to you. There are also guarantees on the build. So um, French law means that there's something called the guarantee de Sénat, and that's a 10-year guarantee on all exterior elements of the building. Uh, so which which is obviously uh, nice from a from a purchase point of view that if anything goes wrong then you know you're covered with regards um, rental if you are actively looking to rent your property there is the ability to to reclaim the VAT of the purchase price yeah we'll go we'll actually we'll go ahead uh, and we'll discuss yeah. it in a second I, I am I'm sorry one, oh, one, one more point it's also cheaper purchase price to buy a new build so um, your equivalent of stamp duty which on a resale will be between sort of seven or eight percent on a, on a new build will be maximum to normally between one and a half and two percent. Wow, that's quite a saving. Huh? I'm interested in kind of the evolution of new builds in terms of kind of meeting demand. Is it, 
I guess, is it essential now that everyone has a gym, a pool, a spa, you know, all that kind of stuff? What, what's the kind of next fad that's going to come now that will meet the demand? Hot tubs are very popular. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> no, actually, actually, people love uh, facilities for sure. And we do have projects that have um, gyms and spas and, and swimming pools. The one thing I would say is that um, from a, the co-ownership charges, which are like service charges, tend to be higher with those types of projects. It is a bit of a balancing act in the sense that you have some clients that are willing to pay those high service charges in order to get those facilities. However, you get others that are maybe less inclined to, to, to want to go down that road, um, especially French clients, I would say. They, they don't really like high service charges. So what we sometimes say to clients is, look, even if it, they, there aren't the sort of facilities like a swimming pool, if you do have, let's say, like a swimming center within the resort or a gym at the, in the resort, it's sometimes also good to just, you know, kind of look along those lines rather than having to pay those high service charges. What we are also seeing, though, is quite often at the higher end of the scale in terms of budget, saunas and, and, uh, and hammams and that kind of thing that are being put into, into apartments, so actually built into the apartments. And then obviously high on the wish list is, wish lists are things like fireplaces, hot tubs on the balconies. Yeah. Uh, do you, I mean, just do you, do you think that actually has an effect on sales when you add on all those kind of things? In terms of what, what sales, in terms of... Uh... Well, I mean, uh, it, I guess is that, is, is it easier to sell a property with all those things included? Yeah, for sure. I think from a rental point of view, it makes a big difference. Okay. Um, and I have, I've have read crazy statistics where, you know, when you have a hot tub on your balcony, uh, you know, your rental price can go up by 20% or, you know, the desirability of your, I mean, your, your, your property suddenly becomes a hell of a lot more desirable. But yeah, no, I think, um, I think, yeah, I think, I think new builds that, that can offer balconies, fireplaces, facilities, parking for sure, indoor parking, like yeah, underground parking. parking. Like quite the big one, huh? Parking is, yeah, hugely important. And, and there's very few new build projects now that don't have underground parking. Yeah. Um, for sure, all those things make it, yeah, make it a, a more desirable property. But let's cover the 20% rebate. And actually, maybe we can do another podcast. We can maybe go into this in a little bit more depth. But yeah. people that kind of don't really understand the 20% rebate on new build properties, can you give us a bit of a summary of kind of the advantages of it? Yeah, sure. Um, so, so this was something that was put in place by the French government. Their, their biggest nightmare is for people to buy apartments or chalets, go there once a week, leave them empty, and therefore, there's no one skiing in the resort. Uh, there's no one using the restaurants and no one buying lift passes. And it's just not a it's not a good economic model for them. So what they put in place in order to encourage people to rent their properties is basically the ability to reclaim the VAT off the purchase, uh, which roughly comes out to 16 percent less the purchase price. This is something that uh, that you can do as, as, a, as, a, as a buyer if you actively rent your property and that basically involves signing a commercial lease um, with a local management agency and basically putting up your property for for rent and, and that would be for at least I would say two months within the winter season and a few weeks in the summer too. This is something that um, yeah that you have to continue doing for a 20-year period. If for whatever reason after let's say 10 years you wanted to uh, stop uh, renting you would need to pay back pro rata the amount of VAT that you'd saved. Yeah. Um, so, for, so in simple terms, if if you'd you know you'd saved 100, 100 euros in, in VAT, 
and you stopped after um, you stopped after ten years, you'd have to pay back fifty, and you could keep the remaining fifty that you that because yeah. you'd rented for ten years. Now we at Athena have a client relations team that handle the whole process. It's fairly complicated uh, to do on your own. I mean, it is possible to do on your own, but it's, it's much easier if you go through someone like us. And actually, if anyone is, you know, if anyone wants more information on exactly the mechanics of how it works, then I mean, by all means, get in touch with the Athena Advisors Client Relations team. You can do this via our website, and and that's 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 very easy to do, and, and we can explain in more detail how it works. Yeah, good advice. So um, from my point of view, how does this have an effect on resales? I assume there's no issues if they want to resell it. If you're obviously locked into the 20 years of uh, the, the lease agreement for the rentals, there's no problem. It has yeah. in terms of because obviously when you're selling it, the idea would be to sell it at a higher price than you bought it for. So how does that yeah. affect that moving forward? So either the person buying it takes on the lease. Or, or if you're if you're if you're resetting it, then then if they don't, you have to then pay back pro rata the amount of VAT that you saved. Yeah. Um, so, so it's it, yeah, it's as simple as that, really. And it's it's really yeah, it's it's something that I would say a lot of our clients obviously look at. It's interesting to do, even if even if you do think that maybe let's say after five years you don't want to rent anymore. At least you lock in five years of VAT saving. It's, it's, it's up to you, really, whether you want to do the full 20 years. And I, and I would say the vast majority of our clients uh, rent their properties. Yeah, there, there are very few clients that don't rent in the app. So you know, it's, it's, um, it's definitely something that, and, and, and which kind of goes into the sort of um, the, the, the investment case of buying in the Alps is, I, I would say, definitely a mixture between investment and lifestyle. So actually, from that from that point of view, as, as you were saying, in terms of COVID before, uh, we kind of touched it as as that had. We don't really like to deal with it too much, but obviously, we all know what's gone on in uh, in Europe recently. What kind of effect has that had on the business? I would say, apart from a, a, a slowdown last uh, when in March, um, and I forget now when this started. Yeah, but um, this seems like a long time now. But uh, was it March twenty twenty? Was that it's when it started? March 2019, yeah. sadly. Was it 2019? Okay. Oh my God, <laughs> I think, maybe I'm getting my dates no, I think, wrong. I think, I think Let's it was 2020. 2020. Yeah, yeah, I think it was March 2020. So when it all started in March 2020, our feeling was uh, pretty negative when it came to what we were going to do as a business. I mean, obviously yeah. setting chalets and apartments um, in the French Alps and the ability not to to travel, uh, you know, our business was was you know it, it it wasn't looking great. Things did slow down, but I but but for a very short period of time, and and yeah. very quickly after that, uh, as I hinted at before, I mean the ability for people to adapt and to get used to working via Zoom and also vis and doing visits on on video, um, really really surprised us, and and we had, you know, we had a busy. 2020 and, and, and 2021 has, has been has been a record year for us. Um, and, and I would say that in, in some instances, COVID and probably um, we're not the only business to see this, but, you know, has really kind of like boosted our business. Building in the Alps has has exploded. Um, the number of projects that are being released is is is, is extraordinary. And yeah, I mean, I think maybe people's attitudes at the moment are, look, you know, life's short. I've been thinking about this for a while and, and now's the time to move. And, and, and we're definitely seeing, yeah, a lot of interest and it's very, very busy. And that's, 
Not just, I mean, obviously our bread and butter has been UK clients uh, buying into the French Alps, uh, but now increasingly we're seeing a lot of Dutch, a lot of Scandinavians, and even some US clients, which we've never had before. And we're even seeing US clients interested in buying in the French Alps, which, which is surprising. Just for anyone that's listening and thinking that Alex is going on a bit of a sales pitch, I can completely concur, concur with whatever he's saying, because we've seen exactly... Even, even though I'm an advisor, not a salesman. Yeah, 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 yeah. But that's very true, advisor. Um, yeah, we've seen a lot of increase from America, actually, for the, for the Alps. And the amount of inquiries and page two has kind of gone through the roof. And I think it's, uh, as you said, like the desire for people to be in the mountains has grown so much stronger, despite the lack of travel. And the fact that you're saying in terms of 70% of your people have, people have bought through, uh, is it the Matterhorn? Not Matterhorn. Oh, um, you know, the 3D imaging and, and they can come. Oh, yeah. Matterport. Matterport. Matterport, yeah, those 3D images. Um, and yeah, we've seen an incredible amount of uh, demand come. So if there's anything positive to come out of COVID, it's that there's definitely a desire to be in the mountains, that's for sure. Yes, yes, definitely. And I think I think that that um, need for space and nature yeah, um, across the so. board, across the board within the real estate market, everyone's saying it. So obviously the French Alps has benefited from that. But even in London, for example, you know, apartment prices with no balconies and no outside space have suffered. But then, you know, yeah. family houses with gardens and that kind of yeah. thing, or yeah. any any outside spaces. And and the country market in England is 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 exploding as a result of that too. And and also, Mark, just uh, on the the remote working bit, I think that's also really going to change things quite a bit when it comes to ski resorts. I already saw that when I when I was over um, I was I was skiing over Christmas and New Year. You know the resort that I was in. I think now more and more people are not just going on holiday, but they're spending. They're either living there or they're spending extended amount of time in the resort. And and that's because people can now can work remotely, so they don't have to necessarily commute back and forth, but they can actually spend two or three months with their family and, and live there. Yeah, I think with um, with skiing in general, for me, there's so many things that, that the, the kind of fitness that you have in the mountains that you can do all the time. People are so much on their phones with Instagram and Facebook. Again, a place where you can kind of get away in that, do eight hours skiing and, and have relatively low amount of times on your phones um family anchors uh yeah just loads of stuff there's a lot of there's a lot of aspects that are driving people to the mountains at the moment i think that's such a good thing obviously for our business and yours but just on a personal level i think that's such a good thing so you kind of touched a little bit on there on uk buyers but i kind of think we've covered it i, I assume before you were uh, you were heavily reliant on the french outs for uk buyers but now that seems to have fundamentally changed then yeah, it, it's like our UK clients are, are still um, extremely strong buyers in, in the French Alps. And it's and that's historical. I mean, since we started yeah. the business yeah. 15 years ago and with our headquarters in London, you know, the UK element is, is, is very, very, very important. I would say that, you know, since Brexit, there have been some complications as to UK yeah. buyers buying into France. And, and that's definitely um, on, on the finance side of things. So French banks are, are becoming a little more conservative when it comes to, to lending money to, um, to UK buyers. As I said before, we have an in-house finance team that, that work with a panel of banks. So it's definitely kept them busy. And, and I would encourage any of your, your listeners, if, if they wanted more information on the finance side of things, then you know, our sister company, French Private Finance, you know, they're, they're very interesting and, and useful. And, and Matt, who runs that, 
is is uh, yeah is, is very happy to to discuss any um any, any questions that they that, that your listeners may have. But yeah, no, I mean England English clients, UK clients, still very important. Um, but yes, and 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 you know obviously from from our point of view, French buyers also have been very active and with very low interest rates at the moment or borrowing rates historically low. Borrowing money is 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 easy or is is cheap in France. So French buyers have been very active, and you know we're we're always looking for for new for new clients, and we're not restricted by territory. So, um, you know we have agents, partner agents of ours that that work in Scandinavia and that work in um, that work in the Netherlands, and yeah, we, we're seeing an, an increased interest from from them. Look, um, and for anyone that's listening, we'll put all the links uh, attached to SoundCloud and everything for French Private Finance and for Athena Advisors. So you feel free to click on the links, speak to Alex and anyone else that can help. Just kind of um, segue in a little bit. In terms of opportunity in the French Alps at the moment, where do you kind of see it? Um, any resorts that are up and coming that you're looking at or any particular properties that are of interest? The resort that, that, that we've loved for a long time, and in fact, we're, we're we ourselves are starting to develop our own projects in in this resort, and uh, that, that 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 resort is called uh, Châtel. Um, so it's part of the Porte the Soleil last ski time area. I went skiing was there. Really? Okay. Yeah. Good. Did you like it? <laughs> yeah, loved it. Actually, first time I skied there, really, really loved it. Yeah, super good. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a little hidden gem um it's definitely becoming much more popular uh when we actively started selling in chatel around five years ago it really was pretty unknown and um and 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 the the the, the investment case there has, has been really strong because prices per square meter have, have increased over over that time so the first buyers have, have done some good deals and um yeah and it's it's it it, do, it takes all the boxes you know it has good views it's not. It's about an hour and fifteen minutes from Geneva, so the connectivity time is, is good. Part of a big ski area. It's retained its sort of alpine, sort of small, char, like alpine charm. Um, so it's yeah. still like a farming village with with yeah. people that live there year in year out. So it's not too kind of holiday destination. People coming in just one week and leaving, and 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 with no soul. We've we've already developed a chalet project there, which was a plot of land which consisted of two chalets that we built, and we're now working on a on another project. Uh, which is a, um, a sort of small collection of apartments and also semi chalets and, and detached chalets. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that's definitely an interesting one to look at. Another resort that's um, that has a lot to offer at the moment in terms of products. So that's in terms of new projects. And um, again, is is close to Geneva and part of the Porte de ski area is Ligier. I would say Ligier dual season, so very strong in the summer, a lot going on in the summer with mountain biking and rafting and golf and everything that you could want for the, for the summer. And then obviously the winter uh, as a part of the Pasteur ski area, so massive ski area. And and there, the, the interesting thing about Ligier also is just the, the level of choice when it comes to, you know, price range, you know, anything from apartments at 300,000 euros to chalets for six or seven million euros. So you have a huge wide range of options. And uh, and yeah, it's it's uh, I, I would say it's it's a good a good resort to look at at the moment. Do you find that um, there is increased demand for connectivity to Geneva, considering you're getting more international buyers now? Yeah, yeah, I think I think it's I think connectivity has always been important, and I think also when it when when you when you speak about connectivity and also maybe the ability just to go for a long weekend, and that's yeah. perfectly doable if you're in a resort that's an hour or two hours away from Geneva. It obviously gets more complicated the further you are away. The flip side being is that you get less weekenders going to those resorts and yeah, you just get, you know, so 
there's always you know pros and cons but for sure for people that are looking for for resorts that are close to geneva i would say chatel and leger are very good ones to look at great ski areas very pretty no high rises and uh and just yeah just some some interesting projects and and some good quality developers that are looking at these resorts and and are buy, and are building within these resorts so yeah th there are some good choices and then i would say at the the higher budget level so in excess of maybe a million euros if if that's the budget that we're looking at maribel is very strong at the moment it's funny with maribel i've always um i kind of always had a love hate relationship with maribel i've been there many many times and uh yeah it's it's right in the middle of the valley isn't it but everyone loves it it's such a yes. it's got such a yes. strong brand hasn't it yeah it's it's a little bit like I was saying with Chatel, in the summer it's 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 beautiful because it's not too high up, so you do have trees, you have incredible views, um, you have the largest ski area in the world, which is a three body ski area. Yeah. It's it's a it's a pretty resort, so it's not as if you're kind of surrounded by high rises. Uh, you know, it's it's chalet style, and the existing buildings, um, the ones that you know, the the, the old fashioned hotels, 60 style uh, hotels, which aesthetically not actually the best looking are all being redeveloped, and are all being converted into luxury apartments. There's a real kind of boom in terms of of, of building work and and, and, and and action that's happening in um, in Maribel. And, and that's only a good thing, you know, it's just it's attracting, you know, more, more buyers, um, there's more investment into the resort. And, and it's just becoming prettier. I think, I think uh, there'll still. always be demand for Maribel. It's such a flagship resort, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it, it's the sort of, I would say the the tier, the top tier resorts, you know, in in, yeah. in the French Alps are composed of, you know, Val d'Isère, Maribel, Cochevel, yeah. possibly Mijev, and 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 those those are kind of the, you know, the tier one resorts and it'll always, um, it'll always be desirable. But the prices per square meter reflect that. Of course, and they have increased, yeah. you know, quite a bit over the years. And but, uh, um, would you, you say, to, if, you, yeah. if you talk about Leger before and uh, Chatel, would you say that Maribel is is just more for lifestyle rather than kind of an investment, or where's where's the angle that, or do you think there's still appreciation to be had in Maribel or rental income? I I, I think um, yeah, I, I think yield wise in the Alps. Like you said before, it's it's a mixture of lifestyle and investment. So you, the yields are never going to be crazy. They're never going to be ten percent, fifteen percent yields yeah. buying into into a ski resort. So you know, conservatively speaking, you're looking at between you know net um, of uh, management fees is probably around the sort of three four percent mark. Yeah. Um, and but the evolution of dual season has definitely helped that. Before, I remember when I started skiing, there wasn't such a thing. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit, but then, you know, the summer season is a little is short. I mean, it's it's August, yeah. maybe a few weeks in July. There are some quite long dead periods uh, between summer and winter, and obviously when the and, and spring and summer. So the, the, nothing's really going on there. I would say that the yields that I'm giving you there are for winter only. So yeah. if you're renting in the summer, which is possible, it's going to be a bonus, not something to count on, in my opinion. Yet, you know, obviously people still, you know. The the, the 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 summer summer season in resorts is definitely becoming more popular, but it's 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 still you know it's still mainly winter. But yeah, in terms of just back coming back to your question about you know capital appreciation and and that kind of thing, you know, with in places like Maribel, 
uh, and Valdezar, you know, there's a limited amount of space. There's a limited amount of buildings that can be developed and there's a lot of demand yeah. and there's a lack of supply. And so it, it follows that, you know, if, if you don't have enough supply and you have a lot of demand, prices are going to go up. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I can't see myself skiing becoming less popular in the next 10 to 20 years. They can't build another Maribel. So, and, and likewise, another Leger and another Chateau. I mean, these are, these are resorts that, that, that for, 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 you know, for reasons like avalanche risk and that kind of thing can only be, can only be so big. I think yeah. actually from an investment point of view, it's very strong buying into Yeah, and time. I also think that, that there's less, I say less, people will go to the mountains just to be in the mountains rather than they have to ski now. You know, there, there's That's so many... definitely there's so becoming many the case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the lifestyle of actually just living in the Alps, you don't have to take your skis or you might just want to ski when the, the sky is blue, but there's a demand, I think, now just to be in nature again. I, I, I would agree. And I also think that it's a, it's a growing market. I mean, my colleague, Charles Antoine, uh, mentioned the other day that I think there was a stat that said something like 9% of people in France ski, which is not a huge amount when you think about it. So it's still quite a niche sport with, with the ability to grow in, in terms of the numbers of people that are going to go skiing. So, yeah, I, I, I think for sure the skiing part can increase, but I think you're right. I think people will want to just be in the mountains and it's a beautiful place to be. And and also that's why, you know, the summer season that we've just had in the French Alps was a record season for them um, yeah. in terms of bookings and, and people actually going out to the resorts in the summer. Uh, and, and that has definitely been, like you say, as a result of COVID and wanting to be in nature. Alex, I think that's a great way to end. But before you go, um, as I ask everyone, um, I don't know if this budget is enough for you, but if you had, say, 500,000 euros, where would you put it? At this point of time... Given the options available, I would look at Leger. I, th I think it's, I think it's, it's you know, it's a dual season ski resort. It's part of a big ski area. It's close to Geneva, and there are options at five hundred thousand euros, and it's extremely popular from a rental point of view. So that's probably where I would look. For anyone that's listening, if you are interested in Leger or any other place in the French Alps for new build properties or just asking for some advice, please contact Alex at Athena Advisors. I will put all his details below for you to contact him. Obviously, French Private Finance can help with, again, any financing. You can either get that through Alex or I put a, a web link below. But Alex, thank you so much for your time today. I'm sure everyone will find it extremely knowledgeable and I'm sure they will get in contact with you. But thank you very much for your time. Thank you, Mark. The Snow Only Property Podcast, brought to you by Snow Only, the world's largest ski property platform. Mountains of property at snowonly.com. The Snow Only Property Podcast is produced by Shark 13 Productions.